Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my show, Me the Science Podcast, where every week I pick something I hope you find interesting. I certainly do. That's my bias. The stuff I'm picking is the stuff I really find fascinating. And this one this week, there is a very interesting finding. Now, it's a bit obvious. A lot of science can be obvious and you go, this happens and why and so on. This is about exercise. We all know exercise is good for us, don't we? We've heard it ever since we're children. Get out there, go for a good walk, go for a run. Whatever it is, it's really good for you. And it's obvious that it's good for you, but Strangely, the reason, the mechanistic reason, if you will, the biochemical reason why exercise benefits us so so much is still being explored. Now, we know things like, obviously, I've said this a million times if you listen to me ever, the immune system loves it. So exercise seems to get your immune system in good shape. Your heart loves it because all the blood flow through the heart, it keeps the heart going, basically. And these are obvious things, you know. Mood is a big one, actually. And again, loads of studies show exercise is a great way to relieve anxiety. Uh, it's a good way to ward off to very serious depression and so on. It isn't the answer, obviously, but it's a, it's a thing to add to your, your weapons if you have anxiety or depression. Well re- reported people who take go for a run or whatever, they feel a bit better afterwards. We've known this for years and years, and the big question is how? If we knew how it worked, you could maybe use that information to develop new antidepressants or, or new ways to help the immune system, whatever it might be, you see. So that's what, that's what the research is all about. And by the way, I've just come back from what I think of it, a conference in um, in Mexico. Isn't that hard? I was in, I think, a Cancun of all places. And half, I'd say, the speakers in, in, in one particular day spoke about exercise and how exercise benefits the immune system. And in particular, I'll give him a shout out, Mark Fabreo. He is in Melbourne. He's a real expert. I had a good chat to him. So some, some of my inspiration came from those kinds of chats for scientists we love talking to each other. But let me get to the action here for crying out loud. Why is exercise... Always looking at me to get on with it. Why is exercise good for you? Well, now, the brain structure itself uh, seems to change when you take exercise. Is the first thing. They, they've measured the brain using special scanners, I guess is the way to think of it. And exercise will be beneficial. The brain physically seems to change. And what was really nice was bits of the brain that seem to be different, say, in depression, they seem to change after exercise. And also schizophrenia, a very serious mental illness. Again, certain parts of the brain are shown to be different in people who suffer from that. And exercise seems to affect those parts of the brain. There's a physical thing happening on the brain. The other thing that's um, they're showing is if you take exercise, it's obviously beneficial for, for reasons like you, you get a sense of accomplishment if you go on a run or whatever it might be. It's often social, so you're with people as well, and that can ward off depression too, you know, and you're focusing on something, and all those things are very, very good. Now, now the kind of studies I'm talking about, it wasn't running a marathon. That's for extremists. I've never taken a huge amount of exercise, I must admit. A daily walk is enough, and even a 20-minute walk was shown to have benefits. Uh, get your pulse... The trick is to get the heart rate up. If you can increase your pulse a bit and you notice your pulse is going up, then you're taking exercise. 20 minutes of that two or three times a week is really, really good, and that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. And, and these studies have shown that uh, it's as good as antidepressants, for example. There's been tri- actually trials done comparing antidepressants with exercise and untreated. Now, it's, it's hard to get the numbers and, and, and match them properly, but even still, it's, it's almost as good as antidepressants in some of those studies. A big benefit as well, by the way, is it works quicker. Some antidepressants take weeks and weeks to kick in. Uh, for whatever reason, the brain has to respond to them, I guess. But this, this uh, exercise works really quickly, well, more quickly than, than antidepressants do. Anyway, so all those things support the notion 
It's good. Now, to dig into this data a bit better, once they showed the brain structures were changing, that was interesting anyway, and then they looked at 3,000 people. We love that number because that means whatever they conclude could be correct uh, in science. If you've heard of me before, the more people you study in these kinds of things, the better because, you know, certain variables even out and you get kind of an average response that's probably correct. And, and these 3,000 people studied, they had, they, had, they had anxiety or depression, less anxiety, less depression was evident from this study. You know, now one issue, by the way, again, scientists are always trying to say, look, maybe you're misinterpreting your data. And again, on the conference circuit, which I'm back on again, when I give a talk, someone's always at the microphone saying, oh, you, 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 you forgot about this bit, didn't you? Or you you're over-interpreting that data. It's good because you're under that dialogue. There's a chicken-egg problem here. Uh, maybe you're, you're, you feel a bit better and then you take the exercise, you see, uh, and therefore the depression seems to be relieved. So that's one little issue with this. But what makes this very strong is one brain chemical went up after exercise. It was called, it's called BDNF. Now, BDNF is a very interesting chemical in your brain. It's called brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It was discovered, I think, about 40 years ago now, uh, and it's got all kinds of properties in the brain. It was known to be low in depression, by the way, as well. That's good. So it's down if you're depressed. If you take exercise, it goes up. So that's telling you something, isn't it, in many ways? And some antidepressants, by the way, were shown to boost BDNF too. So so when, when they've linked this now to exercise, it's great. Maybe the beneficial effects of exercise are going through BDNF. Now, you can see where this is going. Could we use BDNF now as a new antidepressant? And that's exactly what this research would support. In other words, for people who can't take exercise, say, or the difficulties of regular exercise, BDNF could could be part of the therapeutic uh, weapons that we could use to treat depression. And again, the other thing that was interesting was um, in, in PTSD this post-traumatic stress disorder which happens if you've had a very traumatic event that happened to you you can have awful consequences going for years and years after a traumatic incident it could be in war it could be you know any kind of assaults that persist in your mind you can't stop thinking about them again BDNF went down in that situation and exercise could boost it and maybe again it could be useful for people with PTSD for example and then the second chemical that went up it wasn't just BDNF. They're called endocannabinoids. And there's a mouthful for you. Endocannabinoids are kind of like natural stuff that's in marijuana. Strangely, the word cannabinoid in cannabis gives you a clue. And these are natural chemicals that boost mood. And they went up after exercise as well, which was great. Uh, endocannabinoids, have a, they, they make you feel better anyway, as a natural chemical, kind of a natural high, you might call it. But interestingly, endocannabinoids also make us more social. Now, sometimes you don't want to meet people, do you? Especially if you're a bit down. Uh, endocannabinoids incentivize you to socialise. And that has a wonderful positive feedback effect because the more you socialise, the better you feel. So again, the fact that endocannabinoids went up was really, really interesting. So we've got two things going up now. To recap, endocannabinoids and BDNF. And of course, uh, when they saw both were going up, that was really predictive of an effect, if you know what I mean. So if, if you're getting a trigger for both, that's tremendous. Now, one thing BDNF does, which again gives us further confidence in this study, is it boosts dopamine. Now, you've all heard of dopamine. It's the motivation neurotransmitter. It gets you up out of bed in the morning and, and, and links into reward sensations in various ways. So there's a link from BDNF to dopamine as well. So therefore, that gives us even more confidence about these observations, I guess. And then the other thing to say would be, 
and this is more in my own area to, 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 uh, overall, you get a decrease in inflammation when you exercise in your body. So exercise is inclined to limit the inflammatory process in various ways. Loads of studies support this. If you, strangely enough, if you injure yourself, now not if you're running, I imagine, but if you injure yourself and you take some exercise, you can speed up the repair process in your body, interestingly. So in other words, exercise will limit inflammation. And that's a very useful thing because inflammation ties into sickness behaviour when you're infected it can lower your mood and all kinds of things so some of these anti-inflammatory effects of exercise then can also uh, are consistent with an effect on mood which is tremendous in many ways and then most recently um, while I'm at it uh, inflammation has been uh, a decrease in inflammation has been shown to have all kinds of beneficial effects in our system it can even slow down ageing can you believe it if you limit inflammation so again uh, the fact that exercise is limiting inflammation is very very useful the thing to say is um, one of the studies I noticed was even mild stretching can be beneficial. Isn't that incredible? So in other words, and we all know about yoga and various things. Stretching your muscles is a form of exercise. You don't need to be strenuous, you know, and kind of go mad with the exercise. Simple stretching can be beneficial. And again, there's, if, you, if, you, if you get advice on if people are a bit older and they can't go for a walk, a bit of stretching in your own house can be very beneficial as well. So it's superb. And again, this is all linked into these changes. And the bottom line then uh, on this particular podcast is get out there and take a little bit of exercise or indeed stretch or whatever you're able to do. BDNF will go up endocannabinoids go up and they both have a wonderful effect on your brain anti-inflammatory lift your mood all kinds of beneficial effects through these processes and most of all if you decide to go for a run or a walk listen to my podcast while you're walking that might put you off hang on um, no if you like uh, podcasts I hope you listen maybe when you're out walking some people tell me that they get, they get up and they go for a walk so you're getting two for the price of one then if you listen to my podcast and take exercise it'll be very good for your mental and your physical health so there you go the beneficial effects of exercise Thank you.